Hi, welcome to Debutantes and Debauchery, a book discussion podcast where two best friends get together to drink tea and talk about YA novels. I'm Raina. And I'm Michelle. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing Angel Fall by Susan E. It's a fantasy dystopia set in a world that's been ravaged by angels, where a girl named Penryn sets out to rescue her younger sister from them, alongside a rebel angel. As usual, we discuss all content from the book, so there will possibly be mentions of child abuse, violence, cannibalism, gore, body horror, and discussions of mental illness. So, we never said let's get into it. We said that every time. Let's get into it. What tea are we drinking? I am drinking... I feel like we're drinking the same tea. We are drinking the same tea. We are back recording in the same room. We never told people that we weren't recording in the same room, but you could definitely tell from the audio that we were. And now we're back. Yay. Because COVID restrictions have lifted slightly where we are, and we're allowed to be in the same room again. Yes. It's much, it's much better. Recording remotely was doable, but not as fun. Yeah. And it was a pain in the ass to like, you know, merge the audio and edit it. Yeah. Edit it and like get the claps to line up. Little behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. But now, but at least we know how to do it, you know? So, like, for future, if we ever need to record remotely. Yeah. With all the stuff I had to figure out for, like, merging the audio and stuff, by the time that I got to the end, when I had to, like, add in the music, I was like, just make it whatever. <laughs> so it probably doesn't match for a couple episodes. <laughs> I haven't... I don't listen to the episodes after they go up. I just don't. Neither do I. For some reason. I did, like, a few times... Or not like, I didn't listen to the entire episode, um, but there were a couple of times when I would listen to parts with my sister or listen to see when you said like, oh, the audio sounds horrible. And I'd listen back to it mm-hmm. for a few minutes. That episode, um, the girl from the well that has the, I think, worst audio to date has the lowest views. <laughs> the second worst audio is um, let's talk about love because our microphone was going doing making those weird things. Yeah. But the girl from the well just had Dante going, jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> Jingle, jingle. That wasn't a shrieking laugh, and it's still, like, really loud. Yeah, I guess we're just not allowed to laugh. <laughs> That's it's gonna be a problem. Okay, let's talk about the book. Yeah, let's talk about the book. Uh, okay, so what was your opinion of the book? I feel like I definitely liked it more than you did. You did like it more than I did. Yeah. But I want That's your opinion okay. first. I really, really liked it. I thought it was super, super entertaining. Um, I think part of what contributed to me liking it so much was the book that I read immediately prior to it, The Talisman by Stephen King and Paul whatever. I thought that book had like way, 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 way too much description in it and it literally made me want to like die a few times, like 700 pages long. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So then I read Angel Fall and Angel Fall is like really fast paced and a lot happens, like a lot happens in 280 pages. And I was like, this is what I needed. This is my palate cleanser. And I know you probably hated the romance. <laughs> I really like the romance because I'm a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Raina is making a gagging symbol. I am a <laughs> total sucker for like... I mean, I guess I'm not usually a sucker for that kind of romance. But I guess I, I just liked it in this case. I don't know. It felt real to me that they weren't interested in like starting a romance together when their worlds are so different and also there's like a lot of other stuff going on so every once in a while it was just like he's really attractive and then otherwise it was like he's a fucking monster uh-huh i'm glad you liked it i was actually really really ha- like even outside of what i thought of the book i was just happy you liked it because i picked it <laughs> and you were texting me like it's a new favorite it's five stars and i was like yes. yeah 
And I already have both of the other books waiting for me on hold. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that we aren't going to record episodes for them because you didn't like it very much. Well, I would still be open to reading them just because they're really... You like them a lot. Yeah. And they're really fast. And I am curious about what happens. But yes, I did not like the book very much. Yeah. Um, I gave it three stars and that was kind of generous, mostly because of the end. But for the rest of the book, I was just not, I was not vibing with it at all. Mm. For some reason, I just, I didn't like it (laughs) at all. That's a bummer. So I don't know how to talk about it because I don't want to shit on it (laughs) because you liked it. Yeah. It's okay. I'll just do most of the talking this episode. Um, Was it just the writing style that you didn't like? I wasn't a huge fan of the sudden appearance of the weird scorpion things at the end. Oh, that was my favorite part. (laughs) I... Okay, so I liked that happening as, like, a, oh, it's, like, a eldritch sort of, like, horror thing. They're, like, growing things in tanks. And I really, really liked, like, the children stuff. All of that was super freaky to me. Yeah. But I didn't like that the only other time it was, like, mentioned that there were scorpion things was when she just happened to have a nightmare of it. And then suddenly she's, like, going out down into a lab and it's, like, they're grafting scorpion tails onto things. And I was like, okay. But I figure that we'll go more into that in the second book, which is why I'm not trying to judge it too harshly based on that. Mm-hmm. The ending was my favorite part just because I was a little bit bored for the rest of the book. I wasn't mm-hmm. really vibing with the characters or the plot. Um... But then, like, the ending was so gross and exciting and, like, insane. Yeah. Like, actually insane that I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> like, fucking scorpion angels in tanks, like, leeching the life out of people and cannibalistic yeah. little children. Like, yeah. <laughs> the cannibalistic children were so creepy. Yes. Especially the description of how they hunted. Like, them, like, racing forward and, like, bumping into them to, like, raise their confidence. Can you imagine walking through a forest? And you feel a child bump into you and you're like, oh, what was that? And then you're just like, oh, it was nothing. And you keep walking. And then there's like a two in a row and you're like, what was that? And then a bite of your flesh is taken out of your body. It's fucking wild. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. It was, it was really insane. Yeah. And I like that because it was like, it was, it was unique. It was, yep, definitely unique, you know? (laughs) This is the only, um, no, that's not true. This is almost the only young adult dystopian novel that I've ever liked. I liked Monument 14, but that one was, it's a garbage book. Oh, it, it has, it's, <laughs> it has problems, but like, it is addicting to read. Yeah. That's how I felt about this one too. Like, Monument 14 is like, it's addicting to read, but I'd still only give it like three stars because it's like such garbage. And this one I felt like it was like just addicting and fun to read. And you know what? I didn't really want to think about anything that was happening in it with too much depth. Which is the exact opposite of what that Stephen King book was for me. <laughs> so maybe if I read this book again in like three months and I like got back to you, I'd be like, oh, I hated it. But I don't care because you know what? Stephen King, don't really like him too much. Yeah, maybe I liked it less just because I've been reading so far this year. I've read a whole bunch of really, really good books. Mm-hmm. And not to say that like that sounds bad. Like, oh, no, I read this book. It just it wasn't. I don't know. I think you just read a book that you were not liking very much, and I had just read a whole bunch of books that I really loved, and then Angel Fall was a little bit of a letdown. And I honestly don't have that many, like, it was just not vibing with it. I don't know why. It just... And I was vibing with it. That's 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 great. This is the first book we've really disagreed on, like, actually different opinions on. Yeah. Because before, we've pretty much given mostly the same stars to books. Yeah. And, like, disagreed on little things in the plot, but Mm. our first book that we you know, have different opinions on. <laughs> Woo! Um, okay, so let's talk about concept. I don't know, what do you think of the concept of the book? Concept of the book? 
Well, I liked the concept of the book. I'm hoping that we go back a little bit and find out more about exactly what happened to her little sister. Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of it was just like, oh, the little disabled girl is getting taken away. And I didn't really vibe with that. I would like... <laughs> I know I just asked the question about the premise, but like, did you have any thoughts on her mom? Because like, I was kind of uncomfortable with the whole thing with her mom. Yeah. Um, it really unsettled me. Not her mom, not that her mom unsettled me, but the way the book sort of the handled it. The discussion of schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because her mom had schizophrenia, but they, they, they kept doing, like, her mom had schizophrenia, therefore she, like, mutilated people and killed yeah. them and, like, apparently hurt her youngest child so bad that she had to be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. And, like, they didn't, the family didn't seem to address that. Well, like, they said that they found their little girl unable to walk anymore, and the mom was the one that was watching her. Yeah. They didn't know that she was the one that hurt her. Yeah. The implication was that, like, they all assumed that the mom had done it. Yeah. And but then by the end of the book, she's like, I actually don't think that she did it after all. Yeah. It was just that and, like, the mutilating and, like, she came across the, like, half-eaten bodies and, like, she assumed it was her mom. Yeah. For a while. And just, like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the schizophrenia thing wasn't really, like, the best tact to take with that. Like, naming a mental illness to it makes it harder because it's, like, villainizing people with schizophrenia. But also, I know almost nothing about schizophrenia. I know that you, like, tend to see and hear things. So, like, to me, logically, it makes sense that if I saw something that looked like a demon and I thought it was gonna hurt my family, then I'd kill it. And... Like, maybe if I thought that, like, killing it in a certain way would, like, save my family from the demons, then I'd do whatever I had to do. Uh, but I don't know how much factual basis this book had in mm -hmm. one schizophrenia. Like, what a person that is not on medication and is not quote-unquote controlled for schizophrenia would be like. Yeah. But then again, I wouldn't really want to have that study. <laughs> yeah, I'm not- I just- yeah, I, I feel like it just wouldn't be the portrayal of schizophrenia that people would want in a book. But yeah. also, the book was written, like, back in 2011. Yeah. Not to excuse that, but also, like, it's not the same standards of books today when it comes to mental illness. Yeah. But that really kind of put me off from the book at the beginning. I was really sort of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, not gonna lie, when I, like, read those first few things about, like, her mom dealing with schizophrenia, I was like, you know what, we're just gonna move right past that, and I'm just gonna accept it for what it is. Mm -hmm. I was weirded by, like, the, like, the mom, I, I'm fuzzy on the details of, like, what happened to, her dad died, right? Or did he leave? He I, left. He left. Yeah. Right, because I remember after, like, um, Paige got hurt in an unknown fashion, her mom started just signing Penryn up for, like, self-defense classes. Yeah. Um, Which kind of implied that she was the one that did it. Yeah. And that she... I don't... It just seems weird that, like, she signed... It was... I thought that at that point, the parents were still together. Yeah. And that she, she said that she signed her up for all this class and her dad got angry because they spent all that money. It's like, you... you How'd you not find out after, like, one class? Like, you ha they spent all that money on classes yeah. and the dad just didn't do anything? Did they not... Was the mom not on medication at that point? Did they, when they assumed that she had hurt Paige and that the mom seemed to assume she'd hurt Paige, did they not do anything? Did they not like yeah. <laughs> see a doctor at all? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my understanding was what happened with the classes was that they went out and they prepaid for a ton of classes all on the same day. Mm, makes sense. 
But yeah, I don't know why. I mean, maybe at that point, that was the time when she started on her medications for schizophrenia. I didn't say anything like that, but no, it didn't. didn't say whether she was on medications for schizophrenia when that happened with her daughter at all, which is why it was less like, like it, this book definitely was not a discussion of mental illness. You know, it was just like, yeah, finding a way to make her mother creepy. Yeah. And they just picked the easy out, which is schizophrenia. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you just got to take things as face value. <laughs> Hmm. I'm interested for our next book, The Wicker King, which is a book that centers mental illness yeah. in it. So I'll be excited to read that. And I'm excited because it has a very, very similar uh, premise to The Talisman. Oh, really? And I'm hoping that they do it well. Not that Stephen King didn't do it well. This isn't a, com- a conversation about that book, but don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the premise of the book, which we got off topic with, which yeah. is my fault. I think in the beginning it was, like, a little bit rocky for me because you were just, like, thrown into this world and you don't really know what's going on. And then, like, there's this angel getting beaten up and, like, his wings get ripped off and you're like, they can do that. And then it's just, like, at no point was it explained why his wings were taken from him. And, like, you get this thing where it's, like, maybe it's an angel uprising and then you get this, like, info dump in, like, a bathroom. (laughs) So I think for what it was, which is a 280-page young adult dystopian novel... The premise was good. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things about the premise, well, I guess the premise of like the angels like invading Earth, my favorite thing was when they talked about Michael being gunned down. <laughs> <laughs> Michael being gunned down the second he got to Earth. When I read that, that was just the funniest thing ever. I know, I read that <laughs> sentence and I was like, wait, what? Okay, but if they can just gun down the angels. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. There are so many fucking guns in America. And they're not, like, they never really explained how many angels there are. Yeah, I would be curious to find, to, like, get a perspective of, like, the day that it happened. Yeah. You know? And how much damage does it take for an angel before they stop healing? Mm -hmm. You know, like, he got, yeah, Rafi got, like, really torn up. Like, really torn up at a lot of points. Mm -hmm. And he just, like, like, went and took a nap for a while and then woke up and he was like... Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Where's that line? I don't know. I would. I want them. If we do read the other books for the podcast, or even if I read them, I don't know what we're gonna do yet. But I am curious to like have the. I want the world to be expanded. Yeah. I want to know more about everything because I felt like they didn't go very deep. Yeah. Into anything, because I feel like it. It was like you know only two hundred and something pages, and it was mostly like just the plot moving. Yeah. They didn't really go deep and into I- the world. I feel like part of that was trying to create, like, the um, the situation that the main character is in, where this has suddenly been her life for, like, the last two weeks, and now they're trying to, like, move on and, like, find a way to survive. So she doesn't know what the fuck is going on either. Like, there's no television, there's no radio. Yeah. So, like, you're finding out things together, because it's not like she's chatting with angels all the time. Yeah. I'm excited to see if they're gonna do, like, uh, like, is she gonna betray? Is it Rafi? Rafi? It's Rafi, because she compared it to raw feet. Yeah. I was so happy for that, by the way, because I was, like, trying to figure out how to pronounce it, and then she said it sounded like raw feet. So I was like, fuck yeah, yeah it's raw, yeah. raw feet. Um, anyway, I was saying I'm excited to see if she, like, gathers intel for the humans using raw, raw feet. Just think raw feet. I, I know, that's what I'm doing, but it takes my brain too long. Um, gets information from raw feet and then turns around and, like, goes to humans and just, like fucking kills all the angels. That's mm-hmm. what I want. No remorse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, premise, what did you think? Um, I liked it as a general premise, but I guess the, I guess like the, I don't know, execution of it or just like the details that we got in the book weren't enough for me. Yeah. Like the general idea of angels ravaging the earth, I like. I liked the interesting things about religion. I liked, you know, stuff like in the beginning there was like that graffiti that said who will guard against the guardians. Yeah. The idea of like the angels being evil. I feel like there's another book besides Daughter of Smoke and Bone that also has evil angels. Is there one? I feel like I'm remembering a different one. I mean, I'm sure there's another book. Probably. But this also book, maybe another reason why I wasn't as fond of this book is because I was kind of comparing it to Daughter of Smoke and Bone because mm-hmm. they have a lot of similarities in like Rebel Angel and I mean that's pretty much it like evil angel evil angels and rebel angel and I just didn't like Rafi as much as I like Akira or Zira what the fuck is his name I don't remember it's been too long it's like Akira or something like that yeah yeah I thought Rafi was fine he's fine he kept okay I don't want to again I don't want to complain about things because you liked it no go for it I know that it's not a perfect book the only reason that I gave it such a high rating is because I had a lot of fun reading it and you telling me that it's fucking garbage is gonna detract from that I didn't like how he just kept saving her like she had to be saved like all the time yeah I feel like I I thought that was okay because there were a few points where she was saving him too Dobo yeah to be fair (laughs) To be I had tea in my mouth. Because, you know, they're in a, like, life or death situation all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be saving each other, so I was okay with that. I, okay, the one part where, obviously, they're not, like, the best love pair that I've ever seen in a book ever. I can't even, like, think of anything that I've ever read where I was like, this is the best romance ever. But the part where they are in the forest, and there's, like, the man-eating children, and Rafi is like... I can't do this. And then he leaves. I'm like, you fucking dumbass. What do you think? She's not gonna just fucking go back to the human. She's gonna proceed into that fucking forest. And then he comes out and she's like, how did you, how did you know where I was? How did you save me? And I'm like, first of all, you're probably screaming bloody fucking murder because children (laughs) are taking bites out of you. But then he's like, I was tailing you. Because he was like, I just had to protect you. And I was like, why did you leave? (laughs) It doesn't take a genius to figure out where I was going. That was the one part where I was like, oh. I mean, like I said, nothing in it was, like, perfect. Yeah. I just vibed with it really hard. That is totally fair, and I just didn't vibe with it. (laughs) Sometimes you just do or don't vibe with a book. There are definitely absolutely trash books that I am just like, this is, like, the best thing ever. (laughs) I mean, Monument 14 is on that list. Yeah. Which we both like. I don't um, know if Fangirl is objectively a good book. I've read it too many times not I don't, to remember. I don't think it's a trash book in the same way that Monument 14 is. Yeah. It's been a while since I've read it. It's definitely like a comfort book, though. A book that I've read that I actually recommended to you ages ago, but like, I rec- I need to recommend the caveat of like, it's a trash book, is all for the game. The Foxhole Court series. I vaguely remember you saying that. Uh, yeah. Those are absolute trash, <laughs> but they're so good. <laughs> the Shadows Between Us that I just read absolute trash that one i did put on hold at the library yeah i'm excited for you to read it so we can talk about how trashy it is sometimes you gotta read she's, a good trash yeah, book. she's like i'm gonna seduce him and then take over as queen and then she's like but i can't touch you <laughs> it's just so good i like a good trashy romance if yeah. they have chemistry and i did not vibe with the dynamic between penrin and rafi mm-hmm. i just did not vibe with it. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see it. I was kind of just going <laughs> the whole time. I feel like I have some moments that I can pull out. Let me look at my notes. 
One of my notes says, I hope they are just friends. <laughs> that was early in the book. You're funny. Oh, it's uh, I, a note from page 77. I said, I hate this flirting. So let's find page 77. Oh, it was the point where he was actually trying to, apparently trying to manipulate her into feeling better. But it just kind of came, at first just came across to me as like bad flirting where he's like, you're not moping. A girl like you spending time with a warrior demigod like me, what's to mope about? She's like, you've got to be kidding me. He says, I never kid about my warrior demigod status. And then they like, like snark back and forth for a while. And I don't know. I just, I didn't like the flirting. It, Mm. it didn't. It didn't build up right for me. I think in order for someone to really like this book like I did, you have to like it. I think that's why you don't like this book. I, you know what I really, really liked about this book is the rules for angel swords. That was cool. That was really cool. That was cool. That, in fact, was what I found to be the most romantic part of the book. (laughs) Like that? Oh, yes, that's romantic. The fact that she could pick up his sword. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, when his sword rejected him, I was mm-hmm. like, huh, fucking loser. Yeah. Although his fucking sick-ass bat wings? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Suddenly this romance is looking better. Yes, it's looking up. <laughs> I'm, like, intrigued by the prospect of, like, being able to put away those wings in any capacity without shredding the wings themselves and or your body. Yeah. I'm just imagining, like, a ton of knives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I loved, yeah, the the ending was definitely the best part with the bat wings, the scorpions batshit crazy i about that part i really did love that rafi was like stay in the room and she was like "Uh," and then she called room service over and over again until she found that guy that was a good detail i liked that detail yeah and then she went on her own again and i was like thank god because i was when the like the cannibalistic children part was happening i was like oh no because I was worried she was going to become useless without him. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's been doing so good. Doing her own thing to try and get out of situations. Like the whole, like, getting into, like, a mud fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when that, at the very end, when that part happened and she was on her own again in, like, the angel court place. Which I still don't really get what that is. Yeah, it was a little bit confusing. It was like a club, sexy club for angels. Yeah. But, like, a sexy club for angels where also politics happens. That's Sophie. Sophie. We'll edit that out. If it's not one, it's the other. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, so I was super, super happy that she went on her own again. She went down to, like, the cellar. She came across this angel guy. She was like, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> and then her kid's sister just, like, bit out his throat. I know, that was great. It's so good. It's beautiful. I did love, again, talking about the gruesome stuff from the end, I loved... One, the reveal of, like, the cannibalistic children. Yeah. And the way that was built up. And two, I loved the disgusting description of the scorpion things. Because, like, that was so creepy and unsettling. The way they, like, soup... Like, this book is not full of that much detail. It's pretty sparse on detail. But then when they got to the scorpion angels in the tank, they're like, here comes all the detail. (laughs) We're going to intricately describe how they are sucking the life from these humans, which was so sad and disgusting. There were, like, bags of flesh. Yes, it was wonderfully gross. Yeah. If I had gone downstairs and seen what she had seen, I would have been like, guess my sister's dead. (laughs) Like, I love my sister. But I'm sorry, Christina, if you're listening to this, I'd be like, I guess you're dead. I can't deal with the scorpion angels. I want to know more about what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, which is why I'm really excited for the second and third book. Which is why I am open to reading the other books, because I want to know what the fuck they're doing with the scorpion angels and the cannibalistic children. 
And, I mean, I'd love if they expanded on the angel politics, because, you know, I love politics in a book. Yeah. You know, I actually really wish that they had just released one book and not split it up into three parts. It could have been one really long book. Yeah. The books are short enough. Yeah. Easily. But it's a bit, it would be a bit long for, like, a YA. Yeah. I think the other two books get longer. Oh, they they're do? They're not quite as short as this first one, oh, okay. yeah. Maybe that means it has a little bit more description. That'd be nice. Yeah. But like I said, this was like fucking breath of fresh air after Stephen King. I can, if I had read a Stephen King book before this, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Because <laughs> like they are polar opposites. They are. They very much are. Yeah. And I find, I found this book about as creepy as the Stephen King book I read. I also, when I read the part where Rafi is agnostic, it reminded me a lot of Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> The audacity of being like, I've literally, I'm literally an angel, or I've literally met God, but I'm agnostic. <laughs> Hilarious. Good stuff. Oh, one thing I was thinking about with the mom was like, I'm hoping, I'm kind of hoping that there is maybe, I don't know, I can't really decide either way, but like, I'm feeling like maybe a way to redeem the kind of like, mm, stuff about her like schizophrenia was, I was kind of hoping that maybe there would be a reveal later that she knew something was going to happen. Yeah. Because there was a lot of cryptic stuff about her seeing demons and other stuff like that. And they could just, they might just leave it at, like, schizophrenia. But I was thinking maybe they would come up with some sort of, like, reveal of something. You know, like, she yeah. knew something was going to happen or she was visited by something, etc. Yeah. So am I. They kind of left a bit to be desired about that. And also the raw egg thing. They were I, like... thought, I thought the raw egg thing was more of one of the easier things to swallow. Of, like... <laughs> Not that I'm swallowing raw eggs. No, like, I thought the raw egg thing was fine, but, you know, like, all the other things you got, like, a little bit of explanation for, like, oh, she might have thought that they were the enemy, but we never really got an explanation for why she thought it was, like... I thought that the raw eggs, like, protected them, because, like, they protected them in some way. Oh. I mean, there might... If you open a door and you smell raw eggs, I'd just be like, I'm gonna go loot somewhere else. Yeah. I thought that was the... Maybe... I don't know if they ever directly said that in the text. Maybe I just assumed that it was because of the smell, like, it kept people yeah. away. I think you might be right that she said that the raw eggs were protecting them or something. I also like that they were, like, going along and she'd just, like, see raw eggs on the ground and she'd be like, there's my mom. <laughs> also, also, I really like the little detail where they were, like, on their way to, like, the big, you know, angel orgy or whatever that is. Um, with the children that a couple had, like, hung from a tree so that their child could, like, eat the flesh of it. Yeah. But how... That was a cool detail. But how the fuck did their child become a, um... Did they call them the, uh... They had a name. It was the Nephilim, or however you pronounce it, right? Yeah, Nephilim. Something like that. But they made it seem like... Well, first of all, yes, they did make it seem like that. But I was thinking that she was, like, um, Paige. What do you mean? Like, the first thing that Paige did when she woke up was go after a man with her teeth. Yeah, but, I mean, like, Paige got kidnapped by the angels and then exposed to experiments. Yeah. Like, how do they have their child? Maybe they they did the same thing that Penrin did. (laughs) Man, they should have asked them. (laughs) How'd you get in there and take your child back? Maybe they, it wasn't actually their kid, but they, like, met a kid and they were like, this kid is pretty cool, and they were like, holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) They just adopted a cannibalistic child. As you do. (laughs) In the two weeks. In the two weeks that they that, that's my new theory. Mm-hmm. Like that one. That's a good theory. Yeah. Huh, I wanna. F- I, I wrote some really angry notes. I wrote UG and then sexist UG hate. So I'm gonna go find those really <laughs> quick. 
I don't know what that was. I really liked that when she was, when Penryn was, like, going through all these situations, like, every time she was with a man that had murderous intent, she was like, I'm gonna get fucking raped. Because that is exactly what I would be thinking in that situation. Yeah, me too. All the time. And every time, Rafi was like, what do you, of course you're not. And she was like, yeah, I am. (laughs) The page where I wrote just, ugh, was the page where she put on the makeup and got sexy. And then he's like, oh my god, I'm so horny. (laughs) Yeah, I was not a huge, I feel like I just like. His words came out husky and velvety. (laughs) I feel like I just glazed past that part. I was like, this is too much for me. And the part where she's like, how do you know they'll let me in? And he was like, you have exactly what they're looking for. She's like, what is it? And he's like, beauty. I was just like, God. Um, the part that I actually did hate that I wrote, um, ugh, hate, sexist, was she's asking questions about, like, their plan, which was totally yeah. understandable. He's yeah. basically just telling her to do things and she's doing them. So she's like, why are you hiding instead of walking through the gate? Can't you just tell them you're injured? And he says, you're like a little girl demanding answers to questions during a covert operation. Why is the sky blue, daddy? Can I ask that man with the machine gun where the bathroom is? If you don't stay quiet, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to dump you. You need to do what I tell you, when I tell you, no questions or hesitation about it. If you don't like it, find someone else to pester into helping you. Yeah. That pissed me off. Yeah. Um, Again, I just glazed past all that understandable. stuff. I was like, we are moving on. Understandable. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm not judging you by saying things that I hated. I have read books that I have definitely glazed past things and been like, we're going to ignore this because I'm having a good experience right now. I tried to look at it as angel versus human rather than male versus female. Because, like, he's a dick to all humans. True. <laughs> anyway. We're gonna find the page where I, I wrote my note is fuck dot dot dot. I feel like it, this is the wrong page. I also found the spot with the funniest line ever. So wait till you're done with yours. Oh yeah, it's just the part where um, Paige emerges from a pile of children. <laughs> excellent part, excellent part. It was really good, and that she has like the stitch in the shape of a Y. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a video of an autopsy? I mean, in movies, not real autopsies. Uh, pro tip, never watch one. I don't want to. <laughs> we had to watch one um, at the school I went to. Disgusting. The, the anonymous school I went to. It was disgusting. It made me want to vomit. Ooh. Like, they literally had, like, garden clippers to, like, get through the ribs. Like, they just went on down to Lowe's. <laughs> It was horrifying. He actually didn't make us watch the whole thing because he like stopped it partway through. He was like, I don't know why they make us watch this. You don't, you're not going to be doing anything like this. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Um, I found the page that has one of the funniest uh, quotes in the entire book. Yeah. Um, so Layla, that other angel, says like, she's like complaining about, I don't know who she's complaining. I think she's complaining about Penryn. And she says, you appear uninvited, eat our food, make yourself at home in our place like a rat, and you have the nerve to ask for help. And then some stuff happens. And then Penryn says, and don't insult our rats. They have a right to be here, unlike you. <laughs> that was 10 out of 10. Don't insult our rats. Yeah. That was my favorite part. I love just like how unequivocally she just hates angels. That's like the lifeblood of this book to me is the hatred. <laughs> I want them to gun down some more angels. So do I. I wonder if... What is his name? Michael. Yeah, I wonder if Michael is even dead. Like, I wonder if we're gonna find out later, like, actually, no, you can't just gun down an angel. And Michael was just like, this fucking sucks, and he just left. 
I want to know, like, what the, like, reveal is going to be at the end of who is giving them these orders. Because, like, God would speak to Michael and then Michael would give out the orders. Yeah. And that's why Rafi was like, I don't know if God exists. So I'm curious to know what the, like, reveal is of who's giving the orders. Um, speaking of other funny things, or not funny, um, what did you think of D-Dumb? Can't even say it. <laughs> I can't even They were, like, the weirdest characters I've ever read in a young adult book. <laughs> I hated them so much. I hated them the entire time that they were at the camp. And then I hated them for, like, a little bit going into, like, the angel thing. And then I sort of, like, got over it. And I was like, okay, fresh slate. Yeah, they were okay at the end. Yeah. I really didn't like- they were just weird. Like, they were, like, totally out of left field with the rest of the book. Suddenly Tweedledee and Tweedledum appear. Um, but they also gave me my f- actual favorite line from the book, which is Penryn did something stupid, like she did- wasn't sneaky enough. And in her mind, she said, I'll never be a spy master like D-Dumb. And, sorry, something about that line. I- absolutely made me lose it. I was thinking of like a meme where it has like the sad face, like the sad emoji face. I'll never be a spy master like D-Dumb. <laughs> it was my favorite. Also, the fact that they never told anyone their real names and that like they couldn't be told apart by from each other by anyone, so they just go by they both go by D-Dumb. It was just not Where's the other one? Meshing. I don't know. <laughs> So anything is, like, any action is just interchangeable between the two of them. Yeah. They could have switched places while hanging out with Penryn, but she would never know. (laughs) So it was just, like, did not mesh with the rest of the book. It was just funny. It was. (laughs) The, I wrote down page 140, God, it's me. Uh, Because the part where they're, like, in the forest with the children and she's, like, aiming to, like, hit them with the rock. Yeah, she hits screw on the head, and Rafi is like, nice shot or something, and she's like, oh, he doesn't need to know that I was aiming for the other one. <laughs> and then she and then hits she... Rafi. <laughs> and he's like, a giant wound on his back, and he starts getting eaten by cannibalistic children. Like, that could have been the end of the book right there. He could have just gotten eaten. Mm-hmm. Or not the end of the book, but he could have just gotten like eaten alive, and she just would have been standing there, like, knowing that she had killed him by throwing a rock. <laughs> And I would have been okay with it. Yeah, my note is clown sad face. I'll never be a spy master. <laughs> I wrote down page 18 angel dick. What was that about? There was angel dick? Is there angel dick? On page 18? <laughs> there was angel dick on page 18. I gotta find Maybe it. you meant the angel is a dick. No, I know I meant angel dick. <laughs> oh, there we go. It was, she was talking about like the black market of angel parts. And she said, the wings fetch the highest price, but the hands, feet, scalp, and other more sensitive parts can fetch a nice <laughs> sum if only you can prove they're from an angel. I was like, angel dick. How do you prove that the dick is from an angel? Also, it's implied that the wings stay alive for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. With a dick also? <laughs> <laughs> like, like a real life dog. Ugh. But it, but it like wouldn't be hard. Unless they like cut it off while it was hard. it's still alive, you could like... Ew, that's disgusting. I'm just putting it out there. Ooh, another small detail that I liked was they talked in the very beginning, or like a small detail and also like a one that made me like want to know more was they talked about how all of the like main religious cities were like killed, destroyed first by the angels. Like they said, Mecca, Jerusalem, and there was one more. I don't remember what it was, but uh, that was an interesting detail that I... I'm really curious for the rest of the books about like... 
again, who God is in this world and what this has to do with everything and like why the fuck they're doing it. Yeah, so am I. Which is why I'm super excited to read book two and three. I'm probably going to read them both all in one sitting because this book is just so easy for me to read. It's just been a long time since I read a really, really easy book. Anything else you want to discuss? Um, no, I think I got through everything. Um, I acknowledge that the book was fun. It was gruesome at the end. It had an interesting premise. It was easy to read. I just didn't vibe with it as much. Yeah. And that's fine. And I fucking loved it. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm so happy you did, again, because I picked it. Yeah. And that wraps up the discussion. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to find us, we're on Twitter, at DebutantePod. Let us know what you thought of the book. Did you agree with us? Did you disagree? What books would you like us to discuss next? You can also find us on anchor.fm slash debutantes and debauchery and on our website, debutantesanddebaucherypodcast.blogspot.com. Next time, we'll be reading The Wicker King by Kay Ingram. Look for that episode in three weeks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.